Hey Craniacs, it's Laurel here. Well, we're in the dog days of summer, and this week and last week, Ryan's and my schedules just did not align. He's been traveling, I've been traveling, work has been crazy, so uh, we are re-releasing a favorite episode of ours for you this week uh, from, gosh, right before the pandemic. So uh, please enjoy this re-release of session 61, Ain't No Party Like a Bathrobe Party. We'll talk to y'all soon. Leo is um, really just annoyed that I was like cleaning and stuff because Leah is visiting starting tomorrow. So I was doing some like last minute tidying for guests and stuff. And Leo was like, can you just please stop moving around? Because then I have to move around and follow you. That's what we have a guest coming in tomorrow too, and that's Tara. I was gonna say we've been cleaning, but uh, honestly, Tara's been doing the majority of the cleaning. She uh, and like I came home this is the last night to do it, and I'm like, I, I've got to record, and then I'll vacuum. Because <laughs> when I when I use this as like an excuse, like it's you know like I take this seriously, but at the same time, like. Oh, I can't do that. I have to record this podcast that I do about a sh- about Frasier. Do you know how many dates I've gotten? I've ended early by saying I had to record an episode of our podcast. Now, did you end it? I, boy, I want to make a Frasier to Roz joke here. Like a Niles to Roz. Like, how many dates? Like, incalculable. <laughs> the limit does not exist. <laughs> yes. Um, now, I imagine if the date was going well, I'd get a text that would say hey not today like things are going great but if it's like am i you're out like if 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 women go on a uh a first date uh and it's like hey text me at this time and if i so i can answer it do you ever do any of that i i I, uh no i think my friends and i've joked about doing it but honestly Mm -hmm. nowadays you could just pretend you got a text especially if you have like an apple watch which i don't but you could just be like oh wait oh oh no hang on i i need i need to go check on my friend really quick and then you like come back to the table and you're like yeah i need to go nothing nothing no offense laurel but i could easily see you just going yeah this isn't going great goodbye (laughs) um so true story two or three weeks ago was the first time ever i faked an illness to get to leave a date early I wasn't sure where that sentence was going, talking about <laughs> dating. I was like, wow, that's... <laughs> I, uh, yeah, the uh, the date lasted approximately 40 minutes before I exited. Um, and in that time, I think I said a total of, huh, and yeah, the guy Oof. yammered for 40 minutes. I can oh. tell you so much. I could steal his identity at this point. That's how much I know about him. Oh, I think that's... if you put a gun to his head, he wouldn't be able to tell you where I was from. That's why that was Tara's nice first date. She talked the whole time. And so it was the first first date I'd been on in a long time where someone, I wasn't carrying the conversation. So I was like, oh, hello. <laughs> but I'm sure that Tara, like if you found a common thread. Yes. You, yes, yes, yes. So Here's an I'm example. I'm sure it was way different. The guy had a friend. One of his good friends is a video game designer. I said, oh, I have a friend who's a video game designer. He goes, yeah, and so, and I was just like, oh. Uh, his friend um, at one point maybe worked on something having to do with Skyrim. I don't remember. Worked worked at the company that had, that had that made Skyrim, which you also worked for. And I was like. Well, there, yeah, there's one of those studios is in town here, so. Well, and I was like, my friend worked on. Moved right on. Moved right on. 
Um, and so finally, I, I said at one point when he like stopped to breathe, I was like, you know, I am really not feeling well. Yeah. And um, which I think my whole body had just kind of drooped. I was like, I'm really not feeling well. And I you were giving him wrestling face. Yes, exactly. He could have been talking. He probably was talking about wrestling. And I was like, I, I just. And he goes, Oh, are you okay? And I was like, Oh, the first time you've asked me a question. So I was just like, um, I said, No, <laughs> I need to go. And then I said, Not gonna hug you. Could be contagious. And I <laughs> walked out. So I, I actually what like. And you may not want to say this or whatever, but what are you using to meet people nowadays? Was this someone you met or someone you met online? Uh, yeah, so, so someone I met online. Um, or okay. I don't like to say online because that makes me think of like someone sitting in front of their computer, like clicking on eHarmony. It's all about the apps now. Oh, man. I, I saw an eHarmony ad the other day, and boy, have they changed in the oh. eight years since I tried to use eHarmony. Have they? Do share. It, okay, so when I tried to get on eHarmony, so, like, literally, I had a relationship that was going bad before Tara, and, like, she, it was rough, and then we broke up, and she was, I was like, you have till the end of the month to move out. Mm-hmm. I was, like, you know, I was, like, I didn't notice at the time, but she had cheated on me, like, bad stuff had happened. Is this and the she girl had... that you cried in Chili's? <laughs> Yes. Um, so she broke up with me, and like I went from like this beta in like the span of like thirty minutes. I went from like, oh, well, what do you want to do? To like, all right, well, if you're not gonna be my girlfriend anymore, here's the deal: you got to the I pay three fourths of the rent because we talked about that, and you probably saved like the next apartment. I found out which she's like, oh yeah, I lived in that apartment we were looking at, which I knew cost a lot of money, and I'm like, oh, you must have saved all that money when I was paying for the majority of our rent. But anyway. I said, uh, I go, you've got till the end of the month to get out. And literally, possibly that same day, <laughs> opened up a Match.com account. That's how, like, in denial I was up until that moment that the relationship was over. I think it was the next day. But, like, I went and I did most of them. And I remember going on eHarmony and they were like, I'm, like, doing all this stuff. And they're like, yeah, you don't see pictures of people. Oh, interesting. And I was like, and, and their whole deal was like, you meet someone on a more personal level and i was like well here's my problem with that one physical a physical uh, attraction matters Mm -hmm. it definitely shouldn't be the only thing but like it matters two it's this weird thing of like we don't want you to get attached to the way someone looks but anybody could lie on any of that Mm -hmm. stuff none of that other stuff is so like and you'll find this at least in my opinion on most dating sites where it's like some of my favorite things to do are some I love movies and I'm like oh you mean like the number one form of entertainment yeah. in America possibly the world wow you're very interesting how about name some movies you like yeah but like that was the same so you're not getting a lot out of that like you need to meet someone mm-hmm. and I I don't know so I went on it anyway and I did like a thing and every single woman that they matched me with was very much like I want a husband <laughs> I was like I'm like, I, you know, I, you know, I, I want a wife, but like, I also want to date someone. I'm not like, hey, you in for this wife thing? Good. Okay, now we can move forward. But, it's but like I give those, I give those women credit for not wasting anyone's time. Be blunt, say what you want. Like I remember when I was maybe lived in my second year living in D.C., so I was in my like mid to late ish twenties, mm-hmm. um, and I went on a date with a guy who was maybe like six or six to eight years older than me and he was he was from texas originally and he was pretty blunt about it he was like 
I would like to be, he was 35, I think. So he was like, I'd like to be a father before I'm 40. I would like to like be. I guess. Like I, you know, he just was like all these things. He was basically like, I'm wife hunting right now. That to me felt like the entire website though. It was, I was, mm-hmm. so I was like, okay. Well, eHarmony, so fun fact, at um, a PR agency I worked for, one of our clients was an eHarmony competitor. Mm-hmm. Um, it was chemistry. B-Harmony. It, it was chemistry.com. And so as a result, we all had fake profiles on all of the other, on chemistry.com as well, but on all of the other um, match. At the time, it was really only match in eHarmony. Mm-hmm. We had fake profiles in there to see what they were what they were doing as well, like what they were, you know, like promoting and all of those things, kind of little, you know, oppo research. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, eHarmony's shtick at that point was for people who wanted real relationships. And they were really yes. marketing themselves to the people who were like, you know, I, I like I, I want to get hitched. I want to find somebody. I want to settle down. I want to have a reason to like get off of these sites. But so. do you remember their commercials really felt like these are two real people mm-hmm. and like this is their story. Uh-huh. The commercial I saw the other day on Hulu, because now I watch the Fraser commercials, was like gorgeous woman in a tank top like walks on her phone and goes. <laughs> like the, I just did a hair flip. Yeah, guys, he like, just like tossed his non-existent. <laughs> it's like locks. I. Uh, I'm sick of playing games. I and then like the next woman came on, clearly another model. Like these were like, and she's like, "I'm just looking for a guy who blah blah blah." And they're all like, like I, if every single one of them did this, they probably didn't. But in my head, they all did. Mm-hmm. It all looked like as uh, women Fraser dated in season one, and I was like, "Oh!" I, and then they go, "Millions of people are waiting on eHarmony." They show like a picture with a bunch of little heads, mm-hmm. all gorgeous you mm-hmm. know eight nines and tens women that i'm like all right come on <laughs> like, what's funny though is i feel like now with so many free dating apps and sites i just feel like places like match any harmony are really struggling i had some friends i've never paid for um a dating site or anything but i had some friends who did match and one of my friends um when she canceled her subscription like wrote them a pretty lengthy email where she was like i pay you 30 dollars a month to get an email every day where Half of the people don't have photos. Half the people live 50 miles or more away from me. And we lived in D.C. at the time. And she was like, uh, like she put down that um, being matched with somebody who was Christian was really important to her. She's like, half the people say that they're atheists. She's just like, what? what is the point? I, I, like, I might as well just go to a bar and spend that money there. So Yeah, your algorithm sucks. Yeah. Um, and so I do feel like those like sites are struggling a little bit because like with things like Bumble and Hinge and Tinder and The League and I'm sure there's other ones I'm not familiar with. I wonder if it's like shifted older because I feel like there's more of a... This is where I'd be interested for our listeners to chime in because, um, and Uncle Gary, I hope I'm not misremembering, but I feel like you have at least one or two friends who've met their spouses via like eHarmony or something. I'm pretty sure one of my dad's good friends... um, after he got divorced, met his now wife on one of those sites. And my friend who I was referring to, who wrote a nasty email to match, um, she put it, her whole family is basically sponsored by eHarmony because her dad remarried to somebody met on eHarmony. I want to say that at least one of her, I guess she only has two brothers. One of her brothers met um, his wife on eHarmony and like, yeah, so. When I was on match, uh, I got an email where they were like, we'd like, you know, we'd like to, offer you we'd love for you to be in a commercial <gasps> like they they were like your next date will pay for it if you do a commercial and i was like oh man i didn't do it obviously because i was like i don't i'm way too nervous like i don't need the nervousness 
I, I don't need like what if I'm meeting someone I really like mm-hmm. or I'm supposed to really like and it's weird because I'm on camera and it's like we're having a good conversation like hey yeah sorry could you do that again oh, they wanted go to back film to your one. date I yes, get that's it. what I mean okay is, is there oh. was a bunch of ones where they there was a commercial of those times where you basically went along and got like some views of the first date and then they like talked to you before and after like they were like yeah she seemed real nice and we, we're gonna go out again or something and I'm like I don't know. Like I, you know, I'm if if it was like, hey, we'd like to do a fake date with you, I'd be like, sure, why not? There's um listeners, I highly encourage this. Maybe this is my this is what you do if you don't want to give us five stars, but there's a um column for lack of a better word in the Washington Post called Date Lab. Did you ever read that when you lived in DC? No, but I did read it online thing called bad case of the dates which i feel like might be similar well date lab was to be like let's let's see what dating in the district is like and so basically you fill out a survey um and it goes just into like a huge bank of people and then they just and then they just kind of like like you know categorize you by like what your interests are in different things and then they would set you (laughs) up nerd (laughs) they they would set you up with people they would pay for the date and they would send you um with a disposable camera and and you were supposed to like take because you're supposed to take like like selfies or something, you know, during the yeah. date. Um, and I guess I think now that I think about it as, as I got later, it's probably just like take a selfie with your smartphone. And then Washington Post would follow up with each person after the date separately and they would publish their responses. Ooh. And they had like half a dozen success stories of like people who had actually ended up like married um, after Date Lab. Most of the time it wasn't anything super exciting. It was kind of like, yeah, yeah like, we didn't click. Or like, I gave it like a seven out of 10. And would we go out again? Maybe. And then it's like, oh, they just kind of never went out again. It was rarely like somebody had a great time and somebody had a terrible time or both had a terrible time. That like rarely happened. But anyway, I once got contacted by Date Lab because I had filled out a survey like years prior. And when they reached out to me, I was actually dating someone. So I was like, well, it's like, I'll let you know if it, if it doesn't work out. And then I right. never, obviously it didn't work out. And then I never reached out to them, but yeah. I always wanted to do, like, I always joked about finding someone I knew and we do a fake date for that Match.com commercial. Mm-hmm. Or, like, and then you, like, write, it's like, what do you guys want to do? And we, it's like, we'd like to go to the circus or something ridiculous. I would be like, I'd like to go on that Malibu wine safari where there are, you drink yeah. wine and there are giraffes. <laughs> um, my old roommate, my, my male roommate that I had, he once suggested we didn't do this, but he was like, we, he's like, we should go on a fake date because I want to see what you're like on a date. And I and like, it wouldn't it be interesting to see what the other is like on a date. And I was like, well, I wouldn't take it seriously. Yeah. I, I think that's like, you can't see what it's really like because they know you're, you know, you're being observed. Yes. Well, and also this happened in an episode of friends, Joey and Rachel do this. Like Joey has oh, a, yeah. has a date he's really excited about and he, he's so nervous about it. And Rachel's like, Hey, why don't we like work out some kinks? Why don't you take me on a date? She was pregnant at the time. And she was like, I'm pregnant. No one's going to go out with me. Take me on a date to just to like, you know, as, as a dress rehearsal kind of thing. Um, and yeah, like I said, we didn't, huh. we didn't end up doing it. So well, uh, uh, speaking of uh, Thursday night television. Well, speaking of dating. Yeah, this is uh, yeah. There's a lot of that. Yeah, in this I'm one. sorry. That was a great segue. Okay, <laughs> speaking of right. dating and oh, the, and great the, segue, Laurel. And the ups and downs of relationships. Hello, Seattle. Uh, I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're the Craniacs. We get together and we talk about Frasier. Uh, boy, we're in season five, so I guess it's not really appropriate to call me the. Uh, Frasier new, but out of the two of us, I'm new to Frasier. Laurel's definitely the more seasoned vet, 
And uh, today we are talking about, uh, like I said, some season five episodes. First one we're talking about is Def- Desperately Seeking Closure. This is episode eight, I believe. Yes, it is. And um, since last time, I think we said we weren't going to read the Hulu synopses anymore because they were actually good. Um, <laughs> Do you want me to read the... I mean, we could read one or the other. Yeah, I, I don't have Hulu pulled up, so go ahead and read. I mean, this the funny thing is, this is the IMDb one for this time, and it is, after Sam breaks up with Fraser, he obsesses over her possible reasons. Oh! Which I guess, I mean... I mean, that is the bare bones of the episode, yes. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something. I watched both of these less than 10 hours, less than 10 hours ago. Mm-hmm. I It... Have you ever had something where you're like, oh, I'm not going to retain this? Well, I, yes, often. I feel like as I'm watching this, I'm like, oh, like, I was like, this is not, like, I got about halfway through the episode. I'm like, I don't know how this began. I felt really bad. I was like, <laughs> trying to focus. It might have been because, I, like I said, I was at my desk at work during lunch. <laughs> I, holy moly. Uh, I'm, you know, Sam's in this one. Okay. Which well, I, 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 I could take the lead a little bit because it. the beginning of this first episode is iconic in my family. Iconic. Niles goes to Nervosa and they have a new ordering system where they pair it. Oh yeah. The yeah. drink order back and forth. Let me paint a, a picture for you. A tapestry, if you will, I will weave it. The year is, the year is 2000. We are, we, I mean, me, my parents, who you met last week for the first time. Well, in person. Um, my Roomba just decided to turn off. I was about start. to say, what was that? <laughs> Hang on, let me turn it off or else it's going to whir around. This like tiny cholo car <laughs> pulled up and played La Cucaracha, it sounded like. <laughs> Hang on. Stop it, no. DJ Roomba. Ah! You right? Oh my god, it's attacking okay, I Laurel. I my water, so hang on. The Roomba has a chief sentience. It's attacking Laurel. I'm a mess. I'm back to this tapestry that I'm weaving. <laughs> okay. It's the year 2000. Okay. I need you to drop that look off your face. All right. Now, hold on. No one... You're hardly allowed to criticize you don't even know what the story is about it's about (laughs) Frasier I'm not yammering about wrestling let me weave a tapestry for you like a medieval seamstress I'm a communicator it's my job (laughs) so it's the year 2000 we and by we I mean me my parents that's a better face my grandmother and my aunt Marie Uncle Gary's wife are all in a Ford Windstar minivan driving from Dallas to Nebraska for a Why? for a family wedding. So my entire extended family, for the most part, lives in Nebraska. We're going for a family wedding. It's roughly a 10 to 11 hour drive. Um, at this time, it's 2000. Frasier reruns are on. Frasier's on in real time. We're big fans of Frasier. And I believe we had just seen this episode or something like in um, in reruns. And I prided myself on the fact that I memorized Niles's drink order. And thus this whole routine was memorized. Now, does the middle woman actually get it wrong? She does. Or is... Okay. Because I was wa- going you, so fast. You, you have to realize like... I watch it with captions. So I know that right. she got okay, it wrong. Okay, yeah. Okay. So the whole like half calf, low fat, no foam latte. Half calf, low fat, no foam latte. Nutmeg, 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 nutmeg. You can imagine precocious 15-year-old Laurel 
repeating that over and over again. And my mom was going, nutmeg, 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 nutmeg. I don't know. It's pretty hard to imagine. <laughs> that plus my grandmother tapping my aunt every time she sees the Days Inn, which is the hotel we were going to stay at in Nebraska, tapping my grandmother saying, is that our hotel? <laughs> like tapping my aunt. <laughs> plus like other things. My aunt almost jumped out of the car onto the, like on the interstate and just like, was like, leave me. <laughs> We still, we still reminisce about like how miserable that trip was for her. I was curious on this show how long it was going to take them to like make fun of kind of the Starbucks. Like Cafe Nervosa mm-hmm. was is kind of kind of get there. I'm sure there's going to be more and more stuff as Starbucks becomes more prevalent in the culture. Because this is, let's see, the air date is the December 9th, 1997. So we still got a mm-hmm. few like probably into the 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. So then Frazier rolls in wearing a bright red ski jacket and he and Sam had just gotten back from Aspen where they were rubbing elbows with the rich and famous like with poof daddy poof daddy Leslie Stahl um uh General Schwarzkopf was there at one I legitimately laughed when when he said poof daddy (laughs) I was like wow also I didn't realize puff daddy had been around that long also, I kind of forgot that he ever went by Puff Daddy because now he's just Diddy. So is he? Well, yeah, he's P Diddy, but Diddy, Diddy to those who know him well, kind of like how I call Leonardo DiCaprio LDC. Ooh. You know? Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. So, and N- Niles originally turned down the nutmeg because it inflames the stomach lining, and so he said when Fraser started dropping all the names, he was like, "I can see my stomach lining isn't going to get a break today." <laughs> he also said he needed a broom to sweep up all the names. So. Um, so Frazier is just smitten with Sam. They've been together for a month. And then he takes Sam to a fancy dinner to celebrate the one month anniversary where he talks about how confident he is in their relationship and how refreshing that is to him only to have her then break up with him. Which I, is, as you're watching, you start to see, I'm like, oh, they're going to break up. That's uh-huh. going to happen uh-huh. in this one. Um, I was a little shocked that Sam was a two episode girlfriend. Is she was she in anything else? Did I? I don't. Did we talked about this last time. We we, we didn't. Um, you, you asked I think last time if she sticks around, and I refuse to answer it. I thought she was in many more episodes than this, though. I didn't realize mm-hmm. it was two episodes. I thought she was. I thought she had a whole arc of like, you know, six or seven episodes. She played Ruth in The Ring. We we, we went through this last time. What she was in before? Anne Brewer in Collateral Damage. Again, we, we went through this last time. Randy James in Dead Heat, okay. starring Joe Piscopo okay. and uh, Treat Williams. Wow, two of the whitest men alive. Also, Treat Williams. Whatever happened to him? Everwood was so and good. And Vincent while. Price. What a weird cast. Okay, can we can we get back to Frasier and not the IMDb page of whatever her name is, Lindsay something? Sorry. Um, there, what did what did he order? Is like the six course something, it, it and ended like up the, having the to sit through it. It was like the tour of Monaco or something. Yeah, and it's six courses. He's like, how about you just bring them all at once? Now, this is why it's always interesting to me, and this is something I felt was in sitcoms around this time of like, let's go to dinner and break up, and I'm like, that's a terrible idea. Yeah, I. Well, and also, it happens in Legally Blonde. She thinks Warner's going to propose to her, and he dumps her. So at dinner, have I ever told you Tara and I's proposal story where she thought I was going to dump her? No, she didn't. She didn't legitimately think I was going to dump her. Like she was, I was real weird about like. So first we had gone to New Jersey, and I had brought the ring with me, mm-hmm. and it was her grandmother's ring. So like she, anyway, um, 
and I was kind of carrying it around with me and I was waiting for like a good time to do it. And I kept wanting to go like, Hey, you want to go for a walk on the beach near her dad's house? And I was going to do it then. And then she, we'd always get home. She'd be like, Oh, I'm tired. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so then the one time I didn't bring it with me cause she said, do not propose to me on a holiday. It was 4th of July and we went on a boat and we're out there and we're on the boat. The, the fireworks are going off and she puts her arm around me. She goes, you know, if you wanted to propose to me on Fourth of July, I guess that'd be okay. I was about and to if say, I, to me, that's not a holiday that you like. Right. Okay. But it, but if I had gone, oh, you mean like this? I would have been the coolest yes. man in the world. But that is not what happened. So the next week I came, I'm like, all right, we're just going to do this. So I'm like, hey, Friday, let's go out to dinner. She's like, okay. And I'm like, don't plan anything. We're going out to dinner at this nice restaurant we liked. Um, not we went, Chili's. It was it was Chili's two at the airport. Um, <laughs> Those so, are the worst. The recipes aren't the same. <laughs> so uh, we go like she kind of thinks it's going to happen, but then we start having a few beers and like we both kind of forget. And I, it ends up being like one of our best dates. And then I'm like, oh, let's go for a walk. And I and we went to this walk, kind of went out in the woods. And then I start getting real serious, and I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, we've been dating for a while. And apparently, she went. Only two things can come from this talk. Either he's going to propose to me or he's going to date me or he's, he's going to dump me. And I've only ever been dumped in this situation. So she starts going white. And I'm like, oh, I better get to the part where I get on one knee real quick. And I, I don't remember what I said because I was like, oh, I'll just wing it. Neither of us remember what I said. And then I get on one knee and I go, you know, will you marry me? And she says, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Up and like walks around. I'm like, I'm gonna need to know yeah. one way or yeah, another. Yeah, you're like, neither like, of those are a response. Yeah, <laughs> like, is that a good shut up yeah. or a bad yeah. shut up? But yeah, she was also, she was like, I thought you were gonna dump me. I'm like, why would I buy you? Like, that was one of our best dates. Like, we had a re- like, we were just something to remember you by. Yeah, it's like, oh, this is note. really great. Anyway, hit the road. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know if that's common or not. I'm trying to think of friends of mine who've gotten engaged and. I don't think any of them have thought that they were about to be broken up with, but yeah, no, I think anytime, I mean, I, I lived with the last big girlfriend I had before Tara and she would just, I came, she was like, Hey, I need to talk to you tonight. And then, um, but she wasn't proposing. <laughs> no, I kind of knew where, like I said, I think deep down I was like, Oh, I'm getting broken up with tonight. Um, you know, and then another one, in college, I don't think I was as aware, but it was like, hey, can you come over? And I was like, sure, you know, like, let's hang out. And then I got there and it was like, oh, we're not hanging out. <laughs> like, you know, it wasn't like a big thing was planned. It was, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I think I've talked about this on here where a guy I broke up, or a guy that I was dating, um, like, exclusively, we were going to go out to dinner and then, but I was like, we have to, like, talk about, like, some like things that are going on. So I was like, okay, like, why don't you meet me at my apartment first? Cause I'd like to talk some things that are going on. <laughs> um, Ooh, like politics or current <laughs> events. But that after we broke up, he was like, so do you want to go get pizza or, and I was like, Oh yeah, you have. No, I don't know if you've talked about this on the podcast or you and I have just talked about this. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure I story. have. Cause I feel like I remember like that being on the podcast. Yeah. But I was just like, no, and you I, should leave. <laughs> I feel like, I mean, me personally, as soon as, like, I break up with someone, I'm like, goodbye. I'm never like, let's hang out. Or we can make this work. So rarely have I ever done that. But, like, I also, like, wish... Uh, not that I want to put myself in any more breakup situations, but I almost wish it had been a situation where like, hey, let's go get something to eat. And you're like, actually, 
we should talk about something first. I'm like, oh, are you breaking up with me? Like, I think that'd be kind of like a dope move. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, like, not, oh, well, you don't break up with me. I break up with you. And you turn it around. But just like, oh, are you breaking up with me? All right, cool. See ya. I'm going to eat pizza anyway. Yeah, I was kind of like, I was like, eat wherever, like I 100... you... I was like, eat wherever you want tonight. I won't be yeah, and, and guess what? He got that pizza from that place with extra whatever he wanted on it yes um and just was like but, <laughs> laurel but, <laughs> but speaking of staying friends I, i'm the same way where i've just never had a reason to stay friends with people that i've dated yeah. like we've never had a ton of mutual friends to where we're gonna see each other a lot so we need to like stay cordial this guy though said I'm, i've i've stayed friends with every person i've dated so, basically so i expect the same of us and it became my mission to not be his friend. I was like, we might have been friends, but because you made it sound like it wasn't even a choice for me that you're like, I stay friends with people I dated. And you know what? He tried. He tried for years. He would ask if we could go get drinks again. And I was like, I at one point was like, not interested. Happy holidays. <laughs> he would tweet to me. And then if I didn't respond to a tweet, he would text me and I would like not respond. When I got Leo, yeah, he would weird. always like ask about like, comment on leo's photos and stuff he's still usually the first person to like a photo of leo i will say though that when Ooh, I, we'll cut this out what's his name uh his like instagram name yeah uh you're gonna be like he's such a dc like idiot um i wonder if i've seen his i don't remember um he's usually like, by the way we're keeping this all in and we're just gonna bleep the name yes so that's... Uh, no, I've blocked him on Instagram to where he can't view any of my stuff. But I'm like, eh. oh, okay, I'm cool, like, cool, Leo cool. needs the followers. Um, and anyway, uh, I will say, though, actually, maybe I've only blocked him for my Instagram stories. Because when I posted my thing about, like, leaving DC, he actually sent me a nice message that was like, like, best oh, of luck. Oh, I've heard about this. It was like, best of luck. And, like, I, like, I, I, like, I'm glad, like, we met each other or something like that. And I was like, this was an appropriate thing to say. Congratulations. You finally did something right. <laughs> Have you ever wanted a post-mortem like Frasier did where he's like, what did I do wrong? No, no. I mean, we do, we have, we have had the whole discussion of that. I've never really been dumped. So I've never really of course not. Um, I think, I think the closest I ever came was I had an ex-girlfriend help me with my cute, my okay Cupid profile. Oh, like she was on and I was on and we talked about it. She goes, well, just send me your link. Mm-hmm. And I did, and she goes, okay, this sounds a little weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone might, like, and it was just from a, 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 a lady's perspective. Oh, yes. And I was like, oh, this is great. It was really, that was the closest thing I ever came to, like, a post-mortem. I've had guy, um, guy friends, like, take a look at my, like, and I've done the same for them. We're like, we'll look at each other's profiles. And actually, one of my guy friends, when I first started doing online dating, he's very blunt about everything. And he scrolled through them. He's like, good, good, good. Okay, you need a full-length shot to show you're not a secret fatty. And I was like, what? And he's like, these are all great photos, but they're just of your face. And I'm thinking you're secretly fat. Everyone wants to know you don't have cankles, Laura. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> um, I, 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 well, anyway, let's, we should probably move on. Um, I like go, going back to the episode and speaking of getting this postmortem, I did like the scene where uh, Fraser like went around the room and had everybody say things. And there, his dad's like, Precocious. He's like, Dad, we've already done that one. Pretentious. 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 Dad, we've already done that one. Underline it. Like, mm-hmm. that was... I laughed the most out loud at my desk at that part. I was also, like... I had a moment where I was like, do we need to consider that Fraser has, like, nars- is, like has narcissistic tendencies and ha- may have narcissistic, like, personality disorder? I mean... 
But actually, I guess that's possibly because narcissists would be like, oh, obviously she's crazy. There's nothing wrong with me. Like I'm the perfect boyfriend. So right, and I guess through this, like I did like the scene where Niles kind of sits down and discusses what he could be going through, and Niles gets to play psychiatrist mm-hmm. for a little bit. Um, and I did like the the realization he came to. Um, and even at the end, when he's being the absolute worst, where Sam kind of wants to get back together with him and. He, you know, she, they both realize he just wants the celebrity. And whoever that woman is who comes up, is Leslie that somebody? Stahl of CBS. I don't know who that is. She's a CBS anchor woman. She's, well, she's probably retired now, but she's, mm. she's very, she's like one of the pioneering female reporters. And you know what? Brush Ooh, up on she your was in, history. She was in Madagascar uh, 2, Escape to Africa as a newscaster. Mm, okay. And she was a newscaster in Eagle Eye. So, yeah, she's 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 had some triumphs. Um, but he, him just going like, oh, call me. I mean, oh, like doing that kind of ridiculous, like, what's wrong with me? And then like immediately forgetting what he was doing. Yeah. Like, I, I think he's self-aware. I mean, I, obviously he's flawed and, and they, you know, let him be kind of a, a flawed, weird, messed up guy. But I don't think he's as far as. No, I think he self. I think he understands it in most of these episodes. Yes, and and I mean now that I think more about it, he doesn't really fall into like that category of like narcissistic personality disorder. But just his self centeredness in this episode was grating to me. And also, I mean, he, I, I oh, was I, I just kind of don't believe that Fraser would leave like ten messages on somebody's answering machine. Like I feel like he's a little too a little too self-aware for that but maybe they're trying to show that this is just so unmoored him that he's well that that felt like it was kind of aping like that was kind of a big joke at the time if you ever saw swingers i know I... there's this there's a whole Joe's gonna be like laurel hasn't seen it i haven't seen it <laughs> oh you should check well i don't know if it holds up for women in 2020 it's also a 20 20- four-year-old movie but there's a whole scene where he meets someone at a bar it's about a guy who's lost confidence because he's broken up with a big uh, a woman he was with for a long time and there's a scene where he has confidence and gets this woman's number and then he calls her as soon as he gets home and the answering machine keeps cutting off the last bit mm. and so he's like hey i don't know if you got that last bit but uh, anyway I bloop. and he's like god dang it and he keeps calling back and it keeps just this big spiral and finally at the end she's like Oh, I forgot what he was like, John, he's like, hey, you're there. Did you just get in? She's like, don't ever call me again. And then the next morning is like, the spiral he goes through. It's a, it's a good movie. It's John Favreau and Vince Vaughn. But anyway, it, like that whole like calling on the answering machine thing was kind of a big joke around then. So I think maybe that might have been why they just let him do it. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Frazier's usually above those easy jokes. So. Yeah. Do you have any LOLs for the episode? Or do you have anything else you want to discuss? I said them, the ones about needing a broom to sweep up all the names. Um, Yes. I, oh, yes, I do have another LOL when he's playing all of the answering machine messages back. And Niles at one point is like, perhaps a whiff of desperation. And then when the next message starts, Niles says, how quickly a whiff becomes a stench. Yes. I mean, you know what I need? Okay, my mom for the past few years has been really good at getting me a surprise Christmas gift, which has been a day by day calendar. One of those where you rip a sheet off every day. Last mm-hmm. year it was a Hamilton calendar from the musical. So it had like Hamilton facts and like, you know, quotes from the musical and like trivia and all that this year. It's a Jane Austen day by day calendar, which mom I'm loving by the way. Next year you need a Niles. Next year. I just need a Niles. I need a Laurel one liner <laughs> calendar. Nice. 
Uh, do you want to rate this one? Um, sure. Let, you know, I would probably give this like five ski jackets. Um, actually, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know what I'm gonna say? Five half cap low fat no foam lattes. That's for you, Aunt Marie. I was gonna say I forgot if I could the taste of Marrakesh was that the uh, Monaco. <laughs> Monaco. So I'd give it uh, five taste of Monaco's. Um, tastes of Monaco, yes, not of Monaco. Yes, let me yes. get my grammar right. Nothing, um, nothing I, I thought it was fine. I thought I was going to give it a six. Like I think when I thought about it earlier, but like considering I'm like, man, I can't remember much of this. There are some jokes I really liked, but it was fine. It was pretty forgettable. Which is funny because honestly, Sam is one of the relationships he has that I remember really well, and I don't think she's ever she's in it any more episodes. So I'm like, why did these two episodes stick out for me? Who I don't can know. Say? Maybe because it's associated with the road trip or whatever. I, no, but I, I didn't know that this was in the same episode. Um, like, oh, I didn't know that the okay. last coffee order was. As a matter of fact, I mean, oh, you, you didn't no. link that with Sam. No. I yeah, I don't know why. Anyway. Um, okay, so the next one we want to talk about is... Uh, <laughs> that sounded... The next one we want to talk about. We have some serious subjects to cover today. <laughs> episode uh, nine. This is another one. It's, it's Perspectives on Christmas. And yet another one I can't remember, which is odd for me because I'm usually always looking for good Christmas episodes. And... I, I know. It's funny, though, because this one isn't so much like Christmas just kind of happens to be happening in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. This is the one where it tells kind of the same story from everybody's point of view. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want me to read the, yes, the description please. real quick? While receiving massages for their holiday stress, each member of the Crane family relates the story of the last few days with subtle differences based on their own perspectives. It does, It's not really with subtle differences. Like... So first and foremost, I was like, why are we watching everyone get massaged? Like, I did not mm -hmm. understand why they were all. It was a weird through thread until the very end. Um, but it wasn't really like, now I understand this scene. Like, something happened to the scene the first time mm -hmm. that I don't understand. And now I'm seeing it from another perspective. It was just like, they kind of overlapped. But it was like a whole bunch of stories. Well, it also, I think the problem is the very first scene that you see is Frasier's, which kind of makes you understand everything. Yeah. So then you see how everyone else got confused and you're kind of like, oh, you know what? This just occurred to me when you were saying that you like didn't understand why everyone was getting massages and everything. I wonder if this is a spec script that someone wrote mm. where like a spec script is usually like kind of out of the normal format of an episode where a writer can show how creative they are. And yeah, maybe because this is kind of unusual. I don't like, I don't know that this happens again in Frasier. I think the, the, the best thing about the episode was the payoff of me going, why, why, like, why do they all have the same masseuse? What's going on? And then at the end, you realize it's Frazier goes, they're like, this is a cheap gift. He goes, well, how about I just get everyone massages? Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, then I was kind of like, okay. I, 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 um, I will say this is one where I feel like the different bits of the episode, which I think has happened to me before on Frazier, where like. The, the parts are better than the sum, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, exactly. And it, that's what it felt like. It felt like, like five easy pieces. Yes. Like, I, as to, yeah. like, I do think Frasier accidentally telling Roz's mom that she's pregnant is hilarious. Um, oh, well, the way the way they reveal it. Yes. yes where, where she's like, oh, God, I haven't told her. And then, like, Frasier just like, <laughs> like, the crowd, the audience laughing and Kelsey Graham was just like, like and he's just continuing oh. to, like, pat her on the arm. He's, like, nodding his head, like, <laughs> It's not exactly something you blurt out over the phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I just, like, I, I feel like that's really funny. I also love Daphne's version of the events when, like, 
when it's like she hears Martin coughing in the kitchen, she's like, "Is everything all right?" And Fraser's like, "Oh yes, Daphne, we're we're fine." Yeah. <laughs> and later on, he's well, like, "Dad, well, Niles and I, well, we're here for you." <laughs> it's also just like no one would talk like that if they were dying. He's like, "Well, you know, I'm not going to be here much longer." <laughs> it's like, like <laughs> what's I don't know. It was. It was, it was, but don't it you was think very... if anybody would, it would be Martin, who'd be very like I pragmatic about it. I, I will say one of the one of the 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 most like <gasps> parts for me was the scene with Daphne as the masseuse oh, for, a, for yes. a hot second. Yes. Oh, like where I... she crawls up that shot down David Hyde Pierce's body uh, is a little talk scandalous. About the amount of body hair David Hyde Pierce had, I was like, man, that's one uh, thing that he and Fraser have in common. They really are brothers. I, I was just like, oh my god. Are we like is he naked? It was very the, the whole thing was very odd. Um quick story about falling asleep during uh massages. Tara and I at our honeymoon got a couple's massage mm-hmm. and we were like, Oh, isn't this gonna be romantic and we can talk to each other and we do this? We both fell asleep. Well, I was gonna say, first of all, yeah, you don't you don't talk to each other during a massage. <laughs> hey, if if any two people can talk it's during something, it's me and Tara. What was it that you were um, saying that was like was it Blake's toast at your wedding that was like, oh God, there's two of them? Yes. <laughs> um, so uh, we were dead asleep and they do something that's sweet at the end is they kind of just relaxingly, because you're in like two tables mm-hmm. next to each other. They take your hands and then they make you hold hands. Oh. And they, they put us and we were holding hands and they were like, hello. <laughs> we're just like still asleep. Just like... <laughs> <laughs> like and we're like huh like neither of us knew it was we're like we, we were both like did you fall asleep i fell asleep oh my goodness um anyway uh yeah i, I there like you're like you said there's some good parts to this but overall it was just kind of you know i it's not one i you know i have kind of a different metric for christmas stuff especially mm-hmm. you know uh christmas um television episodes Tara and I love watching mm-hmm. uh the office stuff and things like that but this one is definitely one that I'm like yeah I don't think I'd put this one on during Christmas yeah it definitely didn't it could easily not be at Christmas and mm-hmm. they could just remove the Christmas elements and Fraser could just be like I got everybody massages and that's like that would be fine I I do however yeah. love a looking back on this I'm like no church would assign an anonymous non-practice singer Oh, holy night. But holy moly, that note was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Every time he had it, I was like, wow. I also never hear that song. Like, Josh Gobu could be singing it. Celine Dion could be singing it. Charlotte Church could be singing it. Every time they get to that note, I always think of Martin and Eddie like running out of the room. <laughs> I have to say, the visual he paints, though, of Eddie getting the baby Jesus doll out of the manger and playing tug of war with it is priceless. I uh, I was the there's a picture of me when I was a kid as a wise man and I remember like my church every year we go back and see like if we, if we go and see the kids uh what's the thing called nativity yes. is this, is the when they do it the, the whole play that is it the nativity yeah it's play the nativity or, play yeah yeah so whenever they they I see the wise men and there's ones not wearing beards they get excited because I was the, when I went they wanted me to wear a beard and I go I don't want to wear a beard it's itchy and they're like well you're a wise man I'm like. There's plenty of guys with no beard that are wise. And they were like, no, I guess he's right. So I was like the first year where I was like two wise men with beards. And then just like clean baby face wise men with a crown and whatever. And I'm sure generations of wise men thank you for that. That's right. 
Ironically, it was a wise man who suggested. Oh, but I'm. Uh, okay. Um. Oh boy, what else do we got for this one? I was worried because that last we were, we were going way over in the last one. Um, I'm not sure what to so say. So just a few little notes I have. Fraser yeah. referenced that when he walked Eddie, Eddie also turned into the church. Fraser doesn't walk Eddie. Right. They they really play it fast and loose with how much Fraser hates Eddie. Yeah. Like sometimes they're just like, well, we need him to do something, so he'll do it. Yeah, I just... I, f- I forgot which one. Tara was catching up on, on the podcast, and she was watching one from the end of season four, and Fraser was being quite friendly with Eddie, and I was like, hmm. Yeah, no. Um, I, I did enjoy the Laurel one-liner when Niles is, after he's, you know, come in from his trip into the elevator shaft, and he's like, and I just don't know how you get, what, what you use to get sap out of Italian silk, and Fraser's like, brown suede seems to be doing a good job. <laughs> It was just in that very upset Fraser voice. Yes. Yeah, that was good. Um, one thing I wanted to point out, um, we haven't talked about this in a while, but at the end when they're all around the piano singing something, it reminded me <laughs> of that one episode. Uh, yes, a Midsummer Night's Dream. <laughs> and I was trying to figure out what they're singing because it, it, it was like, I, I, I was like, if I went back and kind of watched it a few times, I bet I could figure out whatever Christmas song. Because at least I'm narrowed down to yes, this is probably a Christmas, Christmas song they're singing. catalog. Um, also, I wrote down that that bathrobe party looks like a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, they were great looking bathrobes. They look comfy. Yeah, I was like, they look, oh, they're probably silk. Yeah, well, some of them look like fleece. Now, as as my friends know, um, I have four bathrobes. So, four or five? Anyway, I think I have four. <laughs> four, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, and they're. <laughs> oh, I feel like in every episode now, I'm going to point out the most laurelist moments of the, of the episode, but I feel like that was it. <laughs> um, and they're all purple, so like different shades of purple. <laughs> Is it like that scene in Parks and Rec where they have all the black ribbons and he's like, they all look black? He's like, uh uh-uh, uh, obsidian, charcoal. <laughs> yes. Like. <laughs> yes. Like if you like, well, one of them's one of them's lavender, so it's like very, that's one that's at my parents' house. Mm, yes. But yeah. And then I have my trash. Oh, okay. So you don't, you have, okay. So you've planted. Yes. Yes. Robes throughout America. Yeah, exactly. So one's at my parents' house. One is my travel robe because it packs up really You're like small. a bougie Johnny Appleseed. <laughs> And then I have a summer bathrobe and a winter bathrobe. I didn't need a winter one until I moved to D.C. And um, it's floor-length fleece and monogrammed. So Tara has apparently recently discovered, when we did uh, the Halloween costumes, that was Gary and Penny Marshall from Hocus Pocus. She had to buy a matching uh, long-sleeve pajama set Mm -hmm. so she could have this right bottom and now she's like i think i love pajama sets <laughs> and i'm like oh boy <laughs> I mean, it's it's great when halloween costumes yield actually like helpful things so well me meanwhile i have like those red bomb flap one piece old man pajamas i got out of those and that has been the only time i've worn that She's like, you should wear that to bed i'm like no <laughs> it's I'm not good. comfortable it doesn't look good yeah uh, man, if I find a Halloween costume where I can just wear my bathrobe, that would be a delight. It was a great... Uh, we got a lot of people really liked it, and we were by far the most comfortable because everyone else was wearing, like, Sarah Michelle Geller corsets or, oh. like, a big wig and going all out. We were just, like, I was in just kind of, like, gym shorts over some long underwear, <laughs> and that was about it. 
Yeah, I mean, that's why I always say, like, the most comfortable I've ever been for Halloween is when I went as, a, as like, an athlete. I went as, um, this is, dates me, but I always went to very, I always did very topical costumes back in the day. And so in mm-hmm. 2012, I was Michaela Maroney, the gymnast who was, like, frowning on the metal oh, podium. Right, right, right. And she had that me, Michaela Maroney, is not impressed. So I went as her. So I was wearing, like, wind pants and a gray workout, like, half zip and one of my, like, half marathon medals. And tennis yeah. shoes. And I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> I'm wearing workout <laughs> yeah. clothes, and somehow I can wear these to work as a costume. All right. You want to rate this one? Sure. I would give this, eh, I think I'd also give this five flip phones that Frazier had. Now, it's funny because I feel like I'm starting to not necessarily always rate the episodes, but sometimes rate the conversations <laughs> we have about ooh. the episode. Because in this one, I'm like, ooh, I was really going, yeah, it's a five, two. And now I'm like, oh, I think this one's a six. I had more more fun with this one than I remembered. Uh, so I give this one six Mrs. Claus outfits. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's what I wrote. With ripped I wrote, pants. Oh, I wrote down, like, why? When, when were celebrity Santas a thing? Like, local celebrity Santas? I don't ever remember that being a thing in the Dallas area. I, I don't either. I did, like, the kid who came up was like, hey, Santa. She's like, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. I know. Yes. I think I was too old the only time I visited Santa just for the photo op and... I was like, I'm never doing this again. I am too old. I had young nephews, so I think I got away with it because it would be yes. me and my nephew oh, yeah. and them for a while. Yeah. Um, and, and now, I mean, I take Leo usually to go see Santa. So, and he gets a picture with Santa. We Last year, we both got a picture. Well, well, that's a good question we'll ask our audience. Guys, let us know when the last time you saw Santa was. Um, you can let us know a bunch of different ways. Uh, you can let us know on uh, email for, at craniacs at gmail.com that's c-r-a-n-e-i-a-c-s we do not have any uncle gary mail this week sorry guys uh we are you can also hit us up on twitter at craniacs on twitter uh and search for the craniacs of fraser podcast on facebook that's where we post a lot of links about stuff we talk about on here um we are on apple itunes spotify stitcher and overcast so get on there and give us the highest review possible which i believe is a five star review on all across all those um don't give us a four star lower review here's something you could better use your time for and lady is now once again trying to get uh, i room. heard it but laurel do you hear that laurel has a suggestion of something you can do if you feel like giving us a four star lower or a lower review folks the oscars folks were last Sunday and what a triumph it was for people like me whose spirits have been so low because the Oscars have disappointed me year after year it's starting to become Laurel's soapbox <laughs> let's take it back to two years ago when Shape of Water won yeah yeah the fish sex movie that one let's take it to last year when Green Book a movie that was outdated, oh, maybe 30 years ago, mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. In 2016, I was ride or die for the movie Spotlight. Mm-hmm. And it won, and I screamed mm-hmm. when it won. This year, I was ride or die for the movie Parasite. And folks, when Jane Fonda said Parasite for Best Picture on Sunday, oh my gosh. I screamed at the Alamo Draft House movie theater I was in, as did all of my fellow Draft House participants the entire theater erupted we were all so thrilled you think this is going to be me telling you to go see parasite no folks that was a different what you should do back in november when i first saw it i was on the parasite train early what i am here to say is i saw another oscar you should go back and listen to all the times when laurel was right (laughs) i mean i i I do love that there's records of me now being right but (laughs) 
what you need to do is do what I did, which is say, you know what? Some other movies won Oscars, and I'm curious about them. So on Tuesday night, I took myself to go see Jojo Rabbit. Oh, did you like it? Like it? <laughs> I loved it. I, did you like it? But I laughed. Is it your new favorite movie of the year? I laughed so much, yet also cried, and sometimes laughed and cried at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I know there were times where I was like sniffle, sniffle, and like dab, dab, and I was oh. like, <laughs> um, I. It's a good thing I did not see that before Sunday because I probably would have gone to the Oscars very conflicted as to which what I wanted to have win if I would have mm-hmm. been Jojo Rabbit or Parasite. It is a remarkable film. Do not let the subject matter and the premise scare you off because it sounds like what? Like much like kind of honestly when you hear a little bit about the movie Parasite, you're like what? Um. It is, I, I just, I can't say enough good things about it. The little boy who plays Jojo is like a marvel. His friend is just adorable. His, his friend is going to be in the Home Alone reboot on Disney+. Plus. You know what? I would watch it for him. Archie Yates. Like, he's going to do big things, guys. He's the, he's Kevin McAllister and the mom and dad are, oh, what is his name? Rob Lowe. No, it's not Rob Lowe. Uh, but it's uh, Ellie Kemper from The Office. Oh. Oh, she's the mom? Yeah. Hmm. Which, it's it's interesting, like, going back and watching that movie, there's so much that, like, I'm like, how could this happen now because we've got cell yes. phones? Rob Delaney is the dad. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. So. From Catastrophe. Yeah. yeah, plus one on Laurel's recommendation. Jojo Rabbit was real good. It's It can be a real hard movie at times, yes. but it's, it's delightful. And by the end, I really liked it. I also liked, uh, the, the woman who played the, uh, Jewish girl yes. in the house. Tom, Tom Thomason, something Thomason McKenzie. Yes. She's going to be in a few big things. Yes. Thomason McKenzie. And I would also say, I don't usually love Scarlett Johansson in movies. I find it very hard to not just see Scarlett Johansson in a movie. I don't right. think she loses herself in characters very much. And I think she loses herself in this. Like I, after a while she plays Jojo's mom. And I, after a while I was no longer like, this is Scarlett Johansson. I was like, this is Jojo's mom. Um, yeah. I don't know what, I think a lot of these new, Oh, last night in Soho, I believe is the new Edgar Wright movie. Well, people, Take a look at the Oscar winners last from last week. It they really did for the most part spread the wealth out in terms of lots of different movies getting recognized and um, go see the shorts, go see the animated shorts, skip the live action shorts. They are almost always depressing. Um, and just you know check out some movies that maybe weren't on your radar that maybe should be now because uh, the Oscars just renewed my hope in in the Academy as a voting block. Yeah, guys, and let us know which ones you liked and, uh, you know, just get back to us any way you can. But until then, uh, I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're listening. Bye, y'all.